1: morning. Welcome to Lawyers and Libations, episode 18, with Sarah
2: and Rebecca. Hello! Hello. Merry Christmas. Good grief. That's the only thing uh. I can say at this point in time, the holiday season. I actually, this morning, forgot what day it was.
1: I mean, it's a blur. There have been so many weeks between Thanksgiving and Christmas at this point, like, I don't know what's happening.
2: Well, also, my, so... Adeline will sleep with me uh, on any break that she can, pretty much any night that I say yes, she's just fucking wants to be in my bed. Same as with George. I mean, like always. It's nonstop. So, but now she's out of school, so I make her during the school week sleep in her bed, but now she's out of school for the holidays, and so she's in bed. So this morning I woke up, I let the dogs out. And my neighbor across the street is like decked to the nines. It's like 715. I was like, God damn, that is aggressive for a Sunday morning. Look at you. Where are you going, Mr. Fancy? And I was like, oh, it's Tuesday. It's not Sunday. Where am I? It's so
1: confusing. I think this is actually the longest day or number of days stretch between Thanksgiving and Christmas because of how early Thanksgiving was. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that it's like sense. it just never
2: ends. It doesn't end. Um, and the parties, the our work parties have ended. Our work parties. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus,
1: literally. So fun, but I don't know that I can do exquisite eye makeup or pop into a pair of Spanx one more time. I was
2: going to fucking I'm kill done. myself. Um, I think we had four black, four black tie parties this year. And then a so. bunch of just party rager ones in between. I, 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 my body can't handle it anymore.
1: It's terrifying. I mean, and I'm just looking at my closet right now. It's just a complete explosion of sequins and no, black. it's and-
2: not okay. I have so much, um, glitter fucking eye makeup on my, like, like my bathroom counter. I'm like, get it off.
1: My feet actually went numb after the party last week at five paces because I danced for so long in those high heels. for a long time, yeah. Like, my feet were numb for 24 hours. Yeah,
2: no. Uh-uh. I, I don't recommend that in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. It was so fun, but I was a lot of pain. My thing is that, so uh, our friend Jessica Burke, she was like, I don't think that I've ever actually seen you, like, super, super drunk. And I was like, well, that's because after, like, three drinks, I barf because my stomach hurts. So I go and, like, I'm like... I'm done for the night and I go and I barf and then I go to bed. Um, So basically I've lost three or four pounds this holiday season because every night I'm having three drinks. So every night I'm barfing. It's very taxing on my body and I'm over it at this point. I mean, some might say that maybe is a
1: sound of like an alcohol allergy or responsibility. I I don't
2: know. No, I do. I think I'm actually allergic to alcohol. I'm just in denial about it. I mean, I mean, I'm mean, i not going to stop. Having but at least then cocktails. you don't get blackout. That's true. I don't get blackout. Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, you are, though, like a solid warrior. I mean, in most ways. But like I've been with you and you can puke and rally. I can. Yeah. It's, you a, do. it's a technique I picked up in college. Yes. Uh, I didn't even have that in college. Yeah. No. It's not actually one of my best qualities um, I think it's an amazing quality because then the night can continue. Like, my night, I go to bed. I'm oh like, yeah. it was just great seeing everyone. That was fun. Good night.
1: Yeah. Too much red wine, too much taken take house. I Puke, mean. come right back and jump right in <laughs> and go to Johnny's.
2: It's not a big deal. <laughs> so, so we actually, uh, I, I just have a sensitive tum-tum. Yeah, I actually was just in, at the hospital yesterday having some gastric emptying test where they make you eat this terrible oatmeal with, like, I don't know, biohazard in it or something that goes into your, and they follow it down and you're like stomachs under a CT scan and for 90 minutes and you lay there and they follow all the stuff down. But like my stomach pretty much hurts all the time. So I never get like when we were down in downtown and seeing some of our friends that were uh, in town from uh, out of town, out one of the in North Carolina or something. <laughs> anyway, and they were like, You and I were driving home and I was completely sober. And I go, Rebecca, I'm going to pull over and throw up on the street. And she goes, what? Like right now? I go, yes. Like right now in downtown Atlanta. I mean, like what if a cop would have pulled up and been like, ma'am, you're the driver and you're vomiting on a fucking tree on the side of the road, on a sidewalk. I was like, yep, that's me. So that's my tum-tum. I
1: mean, I guess I could have jumped in and been like, I'm the
2: driver. No, that <laughs> then wouldn't I'd be definitely good. Would
1: have, they would have locked me they right up. They would have definitely locked you up. It oh, yeah. wouldn't have
2: been good. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been taxing. I wish that I could puke and rally because I feel like I would be significantly more fun if I could.
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, that's not my best quality. In fact, um, you and I were laughing the other day, one of the other big parties we went to. I'm pretty sure I got roofied. <laughs> um. You did not get roofied.
2: So, <laughs> so Rebecca was convinced uh, that she had gotten roofied at a party, and I was like, I don't know. Do you think one of our colleagues roofied you or do you think the open bar roofied you? So we walk into this uh, party. It was ML Healthcare, and it was fantastic. Um, they rented out. Uh, Echo and they had like all of the all of the Grinch Cirque du Soleil the performers. entire
1: like Dr. Seuss it was unbelievable like, cast. it, it was, was amazing it was
2: stunning I mean like with the prosthetic face it was so much fun but so we walk in and I go one way Rebecca goes the other and we're supposed to be going to dinner at Howl's afterwards so two hours later we come back together and I run into Carrie uh, who works with us and she goes. I'm getting Rebecca in an Uber and sending her home, and I'm going home too. And I looked, I go, What? We're going to dinner. And Rebecca looked, you looked at me and you go, Nah, he gave me this peace sign. And the next morning, you're like, Sarah, I literally think somebody roofied me. And I go, No, it's exactly what happened because I was there for part of it. You were like, Red wine, white wine, red wine, white wine. Red wine. Why would, and then you go, gin and tonics. <laughs> I was like,
1: no, man. I mean, but normally I can hold my own, like, and I can go all night. But, like, in retrospect, we just had a couple of little snacks. And by snacks, I mean, like, I Nothing. think I had some little, like, bruschettas. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, had, if I had, like, if I'd had a steak dinner earlier, I think I not, would not have almost died at 9 o'clock that night.
2: I know. You did, but you were in bed by 9 and, but it was red wine. Oh, when White I got wine. home, Ryan goes,
1: what <laughs> like are you doing home at 9.15? I was like, I think I was roofied. And he was like, I was literally there 30 minutes ago, and I don't think you were roofied. Nope. I was like, whatever. I'll that
2: was that. the best when every surprise walked in. I was like, Ryan! <laughs> it's like, welcome to the madness. <laughs> I was like, here you go. Here's all of our 250, 300 closest right? friends that are on a lot of alcohol. Um, well, speaking of...
1: Uh, alcohol and holiday parties like both of us brought each other fun uh holiday beverages to try out for our libation today we
2: did so i'll tell you what i brought which is actually my favorite so i had a uh, really good friend uh several years ago named gosha who was from poland and she would bring me back this peppermint vodka every time she would go shockingly enough to settle my stomach so she was like I'm bringing you back peppermint vodka so then I found out that Smirnoff has its own brand of peppermint vodka probably not the most natural peppermint vodka probably just some yeah, shitty flavoring or whatever that's all artificial but it's delicious Ooh. so now I keep it in my freezer so I brought that for us what did you bring
1: so shockingly I brought fireball but it's in a uh, super cute uh, Christmas oh, ornaments. Oh, our little ornaments. So cute. These are really actually from our friend Frankie Burns. They
2: are. Um, I remember that. And they that were at the
1: office, and I was like, you know what? I love to drink as Fireball.
2: That's yeah, true, and I, I think we should actually put one of those on our Christmas tree. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay, well, let so maybe we both pour a little bit of
1: each, and we can talk yeah. about the we'll have
2: one glass. fabulous notes of uh, cinnamon and peppermint. I mean, at least our breath will smell good and, you know... <laughs> For all those crazy makeouts later, that'll be <laughs> for, so good for you out on the town. Yeah, woo. Um, well, you know what you
1: could do with that—that uh, that peppermint vodka that I do—is mm. we make hot otters over Christmas. So it's hot chocolate with vodka and peppermint schnapps. Um, so
2: that sounds like the exact same thing. It's really the exact same just, thing, except yeah. where you
1: just skip the schnapps and just use that instead.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So see, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. It'll, It'll definitely help your tummy. I mean, I've had fireball before, but seriously. I mean, I have fireball I'll, every day. I'll change and make it. but Merry Christmas. Woo. We survived Merry the Christmas. work, the work, um, uh, parties. Jesus Christ. Um, so I also went down to my dad's 80th birthday party in all of the shenanigans, um, which when I told my friends, they were like, oh, I bet that was a rager. I'm like, you guys clearly don't know my family nor my dad. Uh, it actually was a fucking rager. My dad can party 10 times harder than I can. So they had full open bar, probably like 200 people. Um, the, and it was all at my dad's house. So they put a dance floor. They had a live band. Sadly enough, my stepmother got COVID uh, like two days before. So she was in bed, in their bedroom the entire time. I was like, uh, I was like a bummer. Terry, can you please just like, I don't know, put on like a caftan or a kimono or something and we can prop you up in a chair and like put you behind like the screened <laughs> in like glass of the bedroom so people can say hi. Everybody was very sad. It was uh it was awful. But the party was fun and our friend the problem that we had was the flooring had uh condensation on it and it was wood flooring so it was slippery as shit. Oh God. Not go to the bunch of 80 year olds. And, no. Uh, so one of my frail hips. No. One of my brother's best friends from college showed up to surprise my dad. Um, surprise, eh? And he happened to get the most intoxicated at the party. And he got up this woman who was probably 70 years old, slung her around. They both fell. She ended up leaving in a fucking ambulance. Oh my God. Because she broke her arm. So, uh, Like bone sticking out no, on the no, dance no. floor? No, no, no. God, no. That's it my favorite kind of a, fracture. Yeah, I the love. compound uh. fracture, you're like, can I just see it jagged through all the muscle? And I mean, it makes no. my skin crawl, but I love it. You're fucking a little weird. <laughs> uh, but no, it was just broken mildly. I mean, it was not mild. I'm sure it was broken, broken, but it wasn't a compound fracture. So that was good. Um, but it was fun. Uh, Adeline actually took home two of our two of my brother well my cousin and my brother's friend's wife took them home and put them and she was like I got to put them in bed and put blankets on them and I was like you're very cute Adeline I was still at the party um and it was I think maybe around like I don't know 11 30 or something and some some one of the younger people was like Let's all do mushrooms. And I was like, I'm fucking out of here. (laughs) I'm sorry. I was like, are we we camping? And I missed it. Like, I'm at my dad's 80th birthday party. I'm going to go home now (laughs) where this is not a mushroom kind of night.
1: Well, and do you then end up with a bunch of, like, people in their 70s and 80s having, like, flashbacks to Woodstock? Like, does the whole thing just spin out of control? I don't know. I,
2: I would assume so. That's probably, I don't know. There is a big movement of, like, microdosing and stuff now. So maybe people have built up a tolerance. I have no fucking idea. Only time I'm doing mushrooms is if I'm camping and it is quiet and there's, and then I'll just laugh for like eight hours. Other than that, I'm not doing mushrooms in a crowded house party.
1: It's now, would that. that be like the same, is that the same thing as the Hiawasa thing or is that different?
2: Hiawasa. Oh, no. Hiawasa. different. <laughs>
1: No, it's significantly different. Hiawaska, like, should we go on a
2: retreat and do that? No, in like the, I don't think the Caribbean. I, you know, I have some good friends who are um, very, very, very into ayahuasca and have done it like over twenty times, and they view it as like a spiritual movement and a growth opportunity for your soul and all of these things. All I kind of view it right now, which I'm nervous about, is I would be in the corner shitting myself and vomiting everywhere because that's what happens. So, yes, I may have some lovely enlightenment or something, but just sitting in, like, a hut or a house. Like, at what
1: cost do you need to have such enlightenment?
2: Yeah, I don't know that Mm -hmm. I need to. I feel like I can do that at my own house if I need to. I just, (laughs) the ayahuasca thing, especially, like, uh, you know, having friends have gone down to, like, South America and done it, right, or Central America and done it. I'm like, you're in, like, a fucking grass hut and it's smoky and it's hot. I mean, I would die. I don't like being uncomfortable.
1: I do think I could potentially get a little claustrophobic
2: in that Uh, situation,
1: being stuck in a hut.
2: Yeah, no. But even if you're in a house or even if you're outside, I mean, but then what do you do if you wander off? I mean, you have to have a good shaman, the person who, like, leads you through it. I don't know. I've heard lovely things about it, but I'm too much of a wuss to do it. I'm not going to lie. I can't do it. Hmm. Mushrooms, fine. Small amounts, it'll make you giggle. You don't shit yourself. If you eat too much, you will barf, but that's about all I got on that. Yeah, no ayahuasca for me currently. Good to know. Um, But we are in kind of, we're super busy work-wise because Mm -hmm. it's the end of the year. It's crazy.
1: Um, And I told you actually on the way here, I feel like traffic's getting crazy. Drivers are insane. I had one friend call this morning. He was in an auto accident yesterday. Um, Not sure how hurt he is, but he called and was like, oh my God, what do I do? I don't know if I need a lawyer. So I did think that we could give our listeners and friends some tips leading into the holidays because we got so many bad drivers, you know, what should, what do you do? What are the top five things to keep it, keep in mind if we are in an auto accident this holiday season?
2: Number one, don't be shit faced. That's my number one tip.
1: Excellent uh, tip. Pause. Call an Uber. Call
2: an Uber. Call an Uber. Or you can do safe ride and they'll come by and they'll pick you up with their other little person and they'll follow you and they'll drive your car home. So your car ends up at home. Mm-hmm. Safe ride. It's fantastic. Um, don't be shit-faced. The cops are definitely out looking for Everywhere. Me right now. Um, but I actually had last night, or no, wasn't last night. It was when, with our Carolina game, mm-hmm. uh, Carolina and Kentucky, Rebecca was courtside, which we'll Woo-woo. talk about, but I was driving, uh, down there and a car literally swerves into me. Like, like does the, you know, the steering wheel jerk over, mm-hmm. like intentionally the guy's looking at me.
1: Just, like, being aggressive? Just
2: being a dick. And Adeline's in the front seat. Victoria's in the back seat. And I, like, my... (laughs) Obviously, my initial reaction is to swerve back at him because I'm going to get out of my car and I'm going to fight him. Right. Which is really intelligent in Atlanta. I'm sure no one here has guns at all. But uh, it was an old white man who was, like, 75 years old, and he was, like, shaking his head... And I like rolled down my window. I go, are you fucking kidding me? And then I was like, oh, my daughter's in the car. Okay, I'm going to (laughs) go. So probably second tip that I could give. If you are dealing with some crazy fuckers on the road, which they are everywhere right now and they're mad, everybody's tired of traffic. Mm -hmm. If somebody swerves into you, don't let your road rage take over and swerve back at them because you'll be sighted. That's my second one. Well, it'll be your fault. Going along with that, because
1: my friend that I talked to today, I was like, "Like, did you take pictures?" I was like, "If not, immediately take pictures of the damage to your car." But kind of speaking to that, like if you're dealing with what you think is going to be kind of an intense uh, situation, situation when you get out of the car and you're dealing with it, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be scared to pop record. On your phone. See, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Or have if somebody else is with you in the passenger seat, get them to record.
2: I can promise you, because I think there's ATL a lot of stuff that's going to happen. <laughs> would be drive. Somebody would post such a detailed scoop, and it would be me on the side of the road, choking the shit out of the 75 year old man that was like five seven, like slamming his head up against the wall. Anyway, it wouldn't have been a pretty scene. It was probably not my best one. But yes, record always. Yep. Record and take photos. Yeah.
1: Um, And then the other thing I told my friend this morning, I was like, if you are hurt, get medical treatment. Don't wait until after the new year. Like, if it's not so serious that you don't have, you know, bones sticking out of your arm, at least go to Piedmont Urgent Care or somewhere and make a record of your injuries. Yeah, you have to do that. I think you do this too. I was like, write down on a note card before you go everything that hurts, even it just, if it just hurts a little bit, so you don't forget when you go to the oh doctor.
2: God, that's
1: brilliant. Because think about, you know, you get there and you're overwhelmed and they're asking you questions. I was like, write it down and then have it right. so that you don't leave and not
2: tell them. That's very motherly advice. That's my 80-year-old my- mother will, sit before I have a doctor's appointment... She will send me text message reminders of every ailment that I may have ever complained of since I was, like, fucking five years old. <laughs> Don't forget, and then, Sarah. did you discuss this with them and then this? I was like, for fuck's sake, Mom, I'm 45. Like, I've got it. But that is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, yes, do not wait to go get medical treatment because you have family coming into town or you're tired or you have Christmas shopping to do. Because the insurance company, whenever they start to look at everything and you submit a settlement demand or, God forbid, you have to go to trial, they're going to look at that gap in treatment and say, oh, were you really? I really don't feel like you were that hurt because you waited two weeks or three mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. Even COVID wasn't really enough to like pull that back up whenever we would say, well, no one was going to the doctor during COVID. Every, yeah. Everybody was shut down. Everybody was worried about catching at the doctor. I was like, so you kind of do have an excuse of why they didn't. And the insurance company will be like, I don't give a shit. Other people went. Oh, yeah. Well, and the other thing
1: I told somebody else the other day, they were like, I don't have time to go to the doctor. And I go, I go well, then either they're going to think you're not that hurt. I was like, but for the love of God, at least call and see if you can do a telehealth mm-hmm. so there's some record right. in the file. Like, mm-hmm. don't let it go No, without having it. it.
2: Is is it insurmountable? No, no, but just make it easier. Yeah, make know? it easier. Make it um, easier. You know, we, we actually run into that a lot with our clients where they'll be like, I was caring for a family member, or I didn't have transportation, or I didn't have this. I forgot. I know you
1: told me five times I needed to get medical treatment, but I forgot.
2: Well, if you don't get medical treatment, then you actually don't get a settlement for your case. It's not, your settlement's not based on your fucking aggravation with your car being totaled or it being out or whatever. It's based on your medical bills. Oh, yeah. Period.
1: What about, this is the other thing we talked about, what if the other insurance company calls and wants to take a statement, what should they say? Go fuck yourself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, probably don't say that because their chances are they're recording. Um, but absolutely not. Do not do any recorded statements whatsoever. Call a lawyer at that point in time. The only thing that they're trying to do is poke holes in your case. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. whatever you say, they'll use against you. Yeah, hard no on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of any other tips That we have for anybody. Um, Work-related injuries. If it's around the holidays and say you're like, you injure yourself right before you're getting ready to have the next like two weeks off, make sure you fucking tell your supervisor. In writing, do not wait. For God's sake, put it in text, take a screenshot of the Mm -hmm. text, all the things. Is they're gonna be like, oh, were you helping? Were you like setting up your daughter's new desk or something mm-hmm. like that? And that's how you hurt your back? Were you they- taking down the
1: Christmas tree? Always. Were you on a ski trip? No, absolutely. Yeah, if you get hurt on a Friday and you're getting ready to be out, done. Don't wait. And I would put it in writing, either text or email. Yeah, um, and same thing. Ask for medical treatment.
2: Yeah, you definitely need to get medical treatment. Um, can we trade drinks for a second? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Oh, up. yeah! It's fucking. Delicious. At least just want to swirl. No, okay. Do you want to try fireball? Yeah, I, <laughs> I do actually want to try fireball. Never had it before. I'm sure. it's Oh, I just really smelled delicious. the uh, mic
1: <laughs> <laughs> instead of the drink. Ew! Oh my god, you could tell it's been a long That's holiday season. What yeah, what's wrong with me? I don't
2: know. I wouldn't recommend doing that. Um, so I actually oh, that is good, right? It's fucking delicious, and it settles your tummy. I yeah. can see that. I know. So anyway, if if you all have sensitive stomachs like I do, uh, or you just like some fun, like little refreshing thing, mm-hmm. like uh, or like a get ready before you go out drink, uh, which I occasionally will do, those are fantastic. This would be a great get ready because you, you put out no drink. mixers. It's just straight peppermint vodka on the rocks probably not the best thing uh and it's delicious and it makes it's your tummy so good. feel good and it's refreshing mm-hmm. and again it makes your mouth your breath smell good i guess whatever oh, yeah yeah phenomenal um so we also during the holidays uh do we i started a nonprofit in 2012 called holiday helping hands which helps children of injured workers with presents during the holidays Um, and so we have a big fundraiser every year Uh, it's usually in town golf but it's a lot of fun it brings a lot of the um, different groups throughout our industry kind of together that become sponsors and then we help like usually about 200 250 kids with presents during the holidays uh, which is fantastic because when your income gets cut quick like when you've suffered a work related injury a lot of times the last thing you can afford is presents for your kids
1: oh yeah no it's and I think people don't there's such a stigma about a workers' compensation claim and Mm -hmm. people assume that people are gaming the system. I mean, I would say 95% of the people are not gaming the system. No. They don't want to have a work-related injury. They sure as heck don't want their income cut. You're absolutely right. That's what you, like, when you barely have enough money to pay your rent and pay for your car and pay your bills, you definitely don't have money to go out and do Christmas gifts. So, I mean, I think it's such a great nonprofit that you started. Yeah,
2: it's really, really good. So Adeline and I were out... um, night before last for like three hours shopping for like three families and I mean we came out with like six fucking shopping carts full of like presents and it's so fun and it it makes it's like it feels good and it's rewarding and you're helping people and it's good so I would greatly encourage anybody um, during the holidays if they do have time to get out and volunteer and do those things I I mean I feel like it makes up for the bad shit that we do for some of the other parts of the year so I'd go ahead and get on that and so if you your good karma I mean, before know, the end of the year, before the new year starts All over. the good karma yeah. I can
1: give to, so I get into heaven one day. Um, so what, if people want to help with holiday helping hands, and obviously, you know, Christmas is right here, but what can people do next year? If they so
2: next year, if people want to get involved, well, number one, you know, I put it all over uh, kind of our workers comp bar listserv mm-hmm. and stuff about like, Hey, time to nominate your families. But for some reason, I feel like a lot of people don't think that it applies to them or that we can't help their kids or whatever it is. So if you are a workers' comp attorney and you have families that you know that are like, that just need help, they've got like three or four kids and they're not working and maybe they're the sole provider, maybe they're not the sole provider, but, you know, they've had their income significantly cut and you know that they're going to be really struggling please call our office and nominate those families. We help. Um, again, we have lots of sponsors in the industry. So, you know, depending on... We usually have the attorneys make a small donation, but when then we handle a lot of it. So it's it's really good, but people have to nominate their families that are in need, and the only people are going to know which ones they are are going to be the lawyers or likely a lot of times the support staff. Oh, yeah. The paralegals will know. So there's that... Um, if you are not a workers' comp, or even if you are a workers' comp attorney, but uh, you would just like to contribute, it's a five hundred one c three nonprofit, um, and it's fantastic. So you can make a tax free, um, tax deductible, sorry, not tax free, tax deductible uh, contribution to it, and it goes. We don't. It, there's no money that's. Right, there's no pays overhead. Right. The board. Yeah. There's zero overhead whatsoever. So it all goes to. Um, the kids, and it's fantastic. Um, But I started in 2012 because one of my most, it was one of my first clients, and uh, she was working for MARTA. She's still one of my clients. She's a catastrophic claim. So we're looking at being together for 11 years. We're basically married at this point by common law marriage. Um, She had four or five kids, and she was a single mom, and she was a a bus driver for MARTA, and she fell down the bus stairs and fractured her ankle and her shoulder, and she ended up going back to work for a little while, but couldn't, uh, she's had multiple surgeries, she's, you know, now in kind of like wheelchair and scooter, but she asked me, she was like, is there anything that can help with presents during the holidays, because I'm really strapped, and I go, well, I'm fucking sure there is, there's got to be something, and the more I dug into it, there wasn't anything. Um, so, and I knew too, that as an attorney, you can't loan your clients money. There's all, which a lot of clients don't seem to understand. Um, whenever they're having really hard times, they call us for loans and we're like, we, by the bar rules, we cannot loan you money. Uh, so that won't work, which is a good thing that funding companies can come in and do things like that. But, um, as far as like Christmas presents goes or holiday presents go, um, I was like, there's got to be something. And so we figured it out and we made a donation. And like uh, Katie, who is our head paralegal office manager, she's actually gone down to uh, her home like three times and delivered Christmas a Christmas tree and ornaments and stuff. Like, And so it's just, it's very good and it's very important. And I think that everybody needs to kind of get involved with whatever their passion is.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. So if you want to help with Holiday Helping Hands next year, since Christmas is upon us now. Call us. Call us. 404 5000 and Katie mm-hmm. um will get you set up to help. But no, yeah. it's such a great thing. It is so it's, glad that it's you started. It's very that.
2: helpful. So uh, I will be continuing to shop some uh over the next, you know, probably week or so. So that'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um and again it's making up for, you know, any bad karma things that I did this year, like my my rage issues. That I have. Um, (laughs) Speaking of rage issues,
1: I do believe you've started a new uh, way to remove that rage.
2: I don't
1: think we talked about that on the last episode, did we?
2: So if anybody had, um, if anybody, no, we didn't. But if anybody had listened to our Pepper Boxing one, (laughs) right? Who you still are supposed to work out with. Who I am still supposed to work out with. um, But... It, people may have thought that I was fucking crazy, and I I do have pretty some significant rage issues that I work with therapists one and try to choke down on a daily basis. But I did start training with uh, this amazing Russian guy, hand to hand combat. <laughs> just like, I mean,
1: this is the most absurd thing, but I love it.
2: But you love it. You I love d- it. You it's did so say funny. whenever I started, you were like, "I'm just so dumbfounded that." You are actually training for in somebody to, like, to get into a physical fight with a man. And I said, yeah. And you go, what is wrong with you? I go, you never be too prepared, Rebecca. I mean, it's important. I mean, it's not even on my radar of things that might happen in my lifetime. See, it's always on my fucking radar. I am, like, ready... At all point in time, I uh, get into a fucking fight with somebody if I have to. But, you know, I think also part of the biggest thing when I got divorced and uh, my ex-husband moved out, we had all of a sudden it was just me and Adeline and then my au pair moved in with us and she's 26 and she's little and cute. And all of a sudden I was like the sole protector for our home. Right. I mean, I've got a nine pound uh, little bastard dog and then I've got a 70 pound silver lab. But he's probably just going to wag his tail when you fucking break in my house trying to murder me. I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, he's cute, but he's not a killer. No, the he's
1: tail's not- just going to run away. No, Max, the,
2: will, <laughs> the nine year old or the nine pound dog will You're bite fine. the shit out of you. He just has really little teeth. So he probably won't break the skin. Um, but so, I, you know, it became very important to me to be prepared and kind of to become like the family protector which it was an it was a new kind of role that I kind of took on because I did always kind of trust my um husband at the time to kind of fulfill that role I mean I'm I'm the girl you want in the alley with you if you have to have a girl in the alley but I would still like my husband's gonna be stronger than I am without doubt sadly enough um so when I got divorced, I was like, all right, well, I guess I need to get prepared for this. Uh, and so when I went in to the first training session with this fucking amazing man who is brilliant and I would not want to fuck with him. He is Russian and probably 5'8 and built like a bowling ball. Like, it, And he knows every single pressure point on your body. Like, it's absurd. Um, he also does uh, full-blown defensive shooting classes and knife fighting classes so I'm gonna do all those as well um but I now know Sarah (laughs) (laughs) but when I went in and he goes all right well what's your goal and you know he had never really met me before so he didn't know my personality and I said uh well my goal is if I get jumped in a parking garage I want to be able to make it out of the parking garage alive And he goes, okay. And I go, and if two men break into my home with the intent to, like, rape my daughter, I want to fucking kill both of them with my bare hands, period. And he goes, okay, that sounds good. So by the end of, like, our training session number two, he goes... I actually think you might fucking be crazy enough to pull this off. I was like, right, right, right. (laughs) I've got it. It makes me, what's that Charlize Theron? Maybe she's with. Yes. Oh, um, God, I love that movie. Atomic Blonde. Yes. Yes. Basically, you are the Atlanta version of Atomic Blonde. (laughs) Not yet, but I fucking will be in like a year. Watch out. I'm coming for everybody. But, um, you know, it is so fascinating and fun. But he said a lot of women have a difficult time in training with him and stuff because it is so physical and we can't really be like wrapped up, right? Like the close physicality of it uh, really stresses women out a lot. Well, I grew up with my older brother and I also used to wrestle with my guy friends all the fucking time in like middle school and high school, which sounds weird and sexual, but it's not. It was like full blown, like, let's see if I can whoop your ass. Um, which I generally couldn't, but being like that close and wrapped up and stuff doesn't bother me at all. So it's been fascinating and fun and we'll work on things and he'll go, okay, but I want to let you know if you use that level of strength and you hit him or I mean her, but likely him on like on this spot that I'm showing you where to hit, like you will kill him. And and he goes, so you need to know the ramifications. I go, the motherfucker is choking me. I am planning on fucking killing him. Like, all bets are off. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Are you okay? Warning. Warning. This is going to hurt. Yeah, and he keeps... He's very funny because he's like, you also need to be aware. Like, you know, you are a lawyer. People can sue you and people can come after you for that. And I go, come fucking at me, man. Like, if you are physically attacking me and I beat the shit out of you or... I end up killing you. That's on you, dude. Like, you came.
1: I was trying to explain self-defense uh, or the self-defense arguments last night with Hunter, mm-hmm. who's obsessed with you and loves that you're training with Vlad. And I did tell him, I was like, you know, the key is you could only use the same force that's being used against you. I was like, so if someone attacks you with a knife, you can only go at him with a knife. That's actually wrong. Is it not true? <laughs> yeah, that's not I think in South Carolina. Yeah. I clearly, I don't do criminal yeah, law. Yeah,
2: absolutely not. Well, okay, I think, and it's also, we've, we've had this conversation that's much different for females versus males, right? right? Like, because even the way that males fight each other, that's more like, punch driven and you're you're actually trying to create space against each other if it's a male on female they're trying to bring the female towards you so you're trying to bring them in so it's about like leveraging different things but if a guy's fucking choking me and i pull out a gun and shoot the shoot him like yeah i'm fine like so, that's actually not true. If your life is in danger, you do whatever you want to okay. do, and your life is going to be more in danger. See, if- not even on my like radar. See, that my I know life it's might not be on in your danger. radar. I'm just but- hanging out in like Butterfly Land. Everything's fine. God, it's like so. We were we were taking Marta, uh, shockingly, because that's what I do, um, up and down to the airport and it was like 9 p.m. We were coming home for my dad's eightieth birthday and we pull into like East Point Station and it's just me and Adeline, right? And there's a bunch of people on the train, but like there was a loud scream out on the platform and then the door's shut and then you hear the brakes go, which you know they're then stopping. And I'm like, oh, fuck me. So all these people are sitting there like, listening to their podcasts and reading their book and flirting with their girlfriend. Nobody's looking alarmed whatsoever while I'm digging through my purse for a weapon that I'm going to have to kill somebody with in case they come onto the (laughs) martyr. And like I found a golf tee, which those things are sharp as shit. I could easily sharp or I could easily stab somebody straight in the throat and they'd be done for. Anyway, so those are my plans. So, yes. I'm, I may actually, after this episode, sound completely batshit crazy, but I will be prepared if shit goes awry. You will want to be with me in a fight. Now, is Vlad hot? Uh, No, absolutely not. He is very married, very, with two kids and not, uh, uh, I mean, I'm, no, not in that kind of way. Okay. No, he's... more Vlad. <laughs> but I know. I'm like, God, that sounded really bad. He's. He is... He's like my new sensei. Uh, he's like my Mr. Miyagi, basically. I mean, like, was Mr. Miyagi hot? No. No. But he could teach him how to kill people. That's what he does now. Is Vlad older? Yes. He's probably 10 years old, maybe seven years older than me, I would say. But I mean, he's like the things that he's teaching me. So I get to bring in uh, my guns and we're going to clear them and stuff like in the parking lot. So, but because I told him I wanted to learn how to take apart my guns. So I could figure out exactly how uh, the every mechanism worked. And then we would work on shooting and all of those things. So it's absolutely fascinating. Um, but he is, he's rough, tough man. He goes, so, you know, a lot, there's a misconception where it's like people think that you're supposed to shoot in the head and then the abdomen. He goes, no. Two in the abdomen, one in the head. I'm like, Jesus, tits, man. That's great information.
1: You're like, sharing with our listeners today.
2: Who knew? Uh, you know, Who knows? Uh, assassins no yeah. anyway so atomic blonde us. atomic blonde uh coming to atlanta near you at some point in time <laughs> probably not for like a year and a half but i am i have started it and it is helping me get out my rage
1: uh well back to the christmas holiday <laughs> <laughs> what uh any fun gifts on your radar this year
2: giving or receiving uh no uh, Adeline, I think I'm getting a new golf club, which is super okay. fun. Yeah, apparently I needed a six hybrid because I'm semi handicapped with my three, um, and so I've got that coming down. I'm, I'm pretty sure I got it because I got a big box from Golf Galaxy after I told my dad that I wanted No oh good. Yeah, thanks for listening, <laughs> thank, Dad. Thank you, Dad. Um, and then Adeline wants a desk and a mattress. And a whole bunch of art stuff, and I've already got all those things. Perfect. Yeah, so, um, but you have something special coming down the pike, yeah. which you won't share, because you're selfish oh. and self-centered. I know, I'm so Fucking selfish. Fucking asshole.
1: Okay. Yes, I am getting a golden retriever. <laughs> um, but so Bobby. we can't decide. Do we get him on the 20? Twi- because the kids don't know. So, and he's been in
2: training. You just keep playing with my emotions. We can't decide. I oh, said so you do decide, and you drop him at my house on the 23rd, And on Christmas Eve at like 1 a.m., I will bring him, I'll put on a full fucking Santa outfit, and I'll put him in a red bag, and that way I get a day with him. (laughs) Little Jack. He's going to have so much fun. See, Um, I could either take self-defense classes or get a puppy. I don't know which one's better for helping me with my rage. Probably. We could
1: maybe make a deal on you bringing over Jumpin' Jack Flash (gasps) if you would also dress, like, I need you to look first look like Santa, but then I need you to change and look kind of like a very unattractive uh, creepy lady. I and I need you to this. bring a bunch of heaters. What are we needing? Well, George said that he wants a new mom for Christmas. <laughs> what an asshole. So I'm trying to find <laughs> I think it'd be really, you know, George is seven, so yeah. I want to have someone, like we, Santa lays out the gifts on the sofa and see so each kid has a spot, so I thought it'd be so funny if instead of gifts, there was like a very unattractive kind of oh, lady smoking heaters on the end of the couch when they bust into the on living the room. End of your
2: couch on yeah. Christmas morning. I and mean, you, can be, you have to be
1: like, "Hey, George,
2: George, that's your new mom. Your mom actually left. I'm now here. Now Hunter would be thrilled." If Hunter knew it was you, he would act, he, I think he's in love with you. Hunter would be
1: totally fine if you were his new mom. George would be so upset if he actually had and a new I mom. I was
2: like, Oh, I'm sorry, George, you were a dick and tried to climb out the window when you didn't get your like marshmallow oh. cereal one morning. So So, you can bring are- jump and
1: jack flash if you will then switch into a very creepy outfit. So you're telling
2: me I have to get into like a, a house robe and smoke cigarettes on your couch. I think maybe hair and rollers. I'm going to put some I can circles do that. on your eyes. Yeah, I can do all of that. Yeah. Like smeared lipstick up the oh, yeah. side. A little Joker-esque. Mm-hmm. Is, if I get the I want pu- full trauma. I'll actually do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if I can have the puppy, I'll fucking do whatever you want. Okay. Just give me one night with the puppy. It's all I've ever wanted in my life. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I can't even fucking take it. Um, So I'll be living at your house and moving in. Glad you're working on that attic space um so that will be so fun any holiday traditions you fucking hate or love Uh, yeah I'm struggling
1: with the Christmas card thing this year yeah yeah we do it Ryan loves Christmas cards he's the one that handles it he prints them he sketches them out whatever does all the mailing I'm wondering if I was put I'm on like, by that. By the way, like I, that's he's the shocking. only husband. He, I, I think he loves like, tradi- it's amazing. like tradition. Amazing, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's I, can with I can cards. see that. I can see that. I feel like we used to get a ton of Christmas cards, and we don't get very many anymore. So <laughs> now I'm wondering if I was like blacklisted.
2: Is it because <laughs> I knew People just fucking don't like you. I'm sorry. That's that's what happened. There was a mass text thread that came out from like 50 of our closest friends. We And they all decided to remove you from their list. From their Christmas cards. You just list? weren't on the text thread. I'm sorry. I love I'm you. like...
1: But I'm also wondering maybe people just don't do them anymore. No. With social media. I don't if it's think just like people are done. People
2: are very much, if they are highly into the tradition, I think that like Ryan, mm-hmm. then I think that they will. I only got my shit together one year since Adeline was born to do Christmas cards. And I was so fucking proud. And every year I save everybody's cards that come to me on their envelope so I can have an address list. And every year I continue to not fucking send out Christmas cards.
1: It's like I love and hate it because I do love getting them and I like it after mine have been sent out. But I woke up at one o'clock this morning and remembered I had some addresses wrong... And I couldn't remember the order on some of it. And so even though Ryan handles it, I was up at 530 this morning, like scanning the
2: list. See, no. I'm like, what am I doing? No, we're not doing that. Yes, particularly, people don't send them anymore. I think people are done. You can just do like a fucking, just do one post on social media with a you know. picture of your family and say, happy holidays. Then your friends that are friends with you. I mean, you're covering 2000 of them, right? Fucking there. Like just friends on that. All done. You're welcome.
1: What's your favorite slash least
2: favorite holiday tradition? Oh, Well, Adeline uh, discovered after last year that Santa was not in fact Uh. real, and which means I got out of the elf on the shelf. So that fucking made me so goddamn happy. And uh, but I will say that she did still ask me if I would move the fucking elf this year. And I go, No, are you kidding me? No, like we're done with that. Now you know that your mom bought all the presents, handle all of the shit. So now I don't have to get up in the middle of the night and move the elf. She was like, but will you move it occasionally? And I'm like, fuck, yes. I hate the elf. I hate the elf. The elf needs to, whoever came up with that needs to be punched in the nuts.
1: Well, it seemed like such a cute idea when your kids were tiny. Like my older two know that it's bullshit, but George every morning like frantically looks for the elf. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. every morning he's just like, totally disappointed because it's not as cool as his friend's elf <laughs> always yeah i'm like well i work yeah, so i'm sorry, sorry that sorry she that got to spend all night long decorating the elf yeah, kingdom cindy
2: down the street yeah. fucking put out the little flowers so they could make the elf footprints nobody has time yeah, no, for that we we fuckery do that. stop it cindy we'll do that. um well merry christmas merry christmas happy holidays i love you so much um, I love you we'll too. we'll be thanks back for this together it's fucking so good isn't it hope you like that um, fireball yeah <laughs> <laughs> it smells like regret and bad decisions. <laughs> uh, and Johnny's. Yeah, and Johnny's. But thank you all for joining us, um, and we will see you after the holidays. If we all make it, praise God. Cheers.
0: Cheers. family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best.